on CityCast Madison. Who is Bianca Martin? Yeah, you heard that right. I'm talking about me, your lovable host. Local podcaster Angela Russell wanted to know what led me to the CityCast Madison host chair. So she invited me on her podcast, Black Oxygen, a space dedicated to the Black experience in Wisconsin. We thought, maybe you're wondering too, who is this woman? So we decided, why not share a part of that conversation with you? It's Wednesday, March 1st. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. I'm like so excited. In preparation for our conversation, I'm just like, how did we even meet? How did we meet? It was probably no downtown clue. Jenna's. It's definitely like Jenna's in downtown. That's got it. Oh, it was. Was it on the dance floor? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It was probably on the dance floor on uh, the second floor of Jenna's. Yes. Maybe. Pre-COVID. <laughs> that- <laughs> yeah. Pre-COVID for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's just get into your Wisconsin story. Sure. What is your Wisconsin story? What brought you here? What brought you back? And what's going to keep you here, most importantly? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Layers on layers on layers on layers. So I've got some genealogy. I've got some family here in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Currently, my grandma and my mom, we were living in Illinois. This is like the first five years of my life. I was born in Chicago and we moved to Waukegan and we were in like public housing and it was actually pretty dangerous where we were. And there were like gunshots like right outside. I still remember, like I remember that place because it was, there's just a lot going on. And it was basically like my dad and my mom said, this isn't a good place. We don't want to be here. And I don't know if there are financial struggles, but basically my grandmother, very common story, lived in Baraboo and we moved North and I, did all of my schooling in Wisconsin. Um, And then family again kind of brought me back to Madison, at least temporarily. I was in Baraboo and I was helping my grandmother and I was just like spending a beat with my family and then got a job that was fully remote. Um, This is a senior producer for Our Body Politic, um, which is a show about women of color and political representation. Uh, But in the new age of the pandemic, I was able to do my job remotely. And so I ended up in Madison and then I signed a lease. (laughs) So yeah, that's all in one breath there. But basically what got me to come back and stay, like some of those first things were the impetus, but then like people like you, like all of a sudden I'm seeing all of these familiar faces and people that I love and all of these strong, interesting, innovative, entrepreneurial, artistic, you know, my people and they, you know, are all like, you're back. We're so happy to see you. I'm like, I am. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you and you, you know, and I ended up feeling and remembering my community here. And I thought, well, why not? So what do you anticipate learning about yourself through hosting as opposed to producing? Oh my goodness. If you only knew, that's a really good question. What do I anticipate learning about myself? the inner critic, all of those thoughts can come right out onto the mic and all of the socialization of trying to put other people first. And you want to be, you know, assertive, not 
share every thought that's going through your mind. And as an auditory learner like me, I talk to understand things. So I'm learning a ton about my inner critic, I guess. But I honestly, I'm just really excited to grow into my own voice because I have a powerful one and I have all of this conditioning, you know, this inner voice that doesn't want me to maybe lean into that power. I don't know. Do you think that's been a survival mechanism from the past? Is your inner critic like saying things of trying to keep you safe, but those are things that kept you safe in the past versus where you're at today? A hundred percent. For those of you who don't know, I'm like six feet tall, big hair, um, but I've always been tall. I've been brown. I grew up in this small white town and like standing out made me really uncomfortable. We also didn't have a lot of money. And so we were, you know, secondhand clothes. Our gifts were, you know, Salvation Army, stuff like that. And so standing out or like if someone was late to come pick me up, which happened way too often, like I'm standing out and I don't want to stand out. So if I'm standing out in the way I speak and women are, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, take up as much space or I think things are changing pretty fast. It's funny. Um, But I think I definitely was conditioned like a survival mechanism to make myself smaller, despite being so big. I do like being the observer. I think it's okay sometimes to to not take up the space, but I also have the capacity and just as much reason to take up space as anyone else. And maybe even more because I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that I'm really, you know, stepping into a role that I have an opportunity to shine and do like a really solid job for folks, like be a good interviewer. That's the goal. I'm so excited that you're going on this journey. The other thing that I think is going to benefit you really well is that you're also a musician. And so those skills about listening and being able to kind of hear the musicality of a conversation. Oh no. What are you, you, you kind of looked down and looked away. What's happening for you right now? I was appreciating that in my soul. I was appreciating that in my soul. Um, Some people know that my sister is a musician and she is getting, you know, a lot of time to follow that path. And it's something that I've been following quietly and to hear someone affirm that I'm a musician and it's not, you know, a competition thing in terms of sisters, but people have always like a little bit, like sometimes they're like, well, this person's this and this person's that. And it's like, I've, our whole family is musical in many ways. And then secondarily, like I was like, a mm, yes, like the music, cause it's, there's, there's a flow. Like it's totally the conversational flow. I've been a producer for years and I've actually, you articulated something that I knew and haven't heard it articulated. So that's why I put my head down. Cause it was a, like a soul connecting, like she, look at her, right? She got, <laughs> look at her. <laughs> I mean, it is. And I think that's going to be It's how you weave it all together, that art of a conversation. And I think it can be pretty powerful. I want to get into conversation, podcasting, and radio in a a little bit. When you think about shining your star as a Black woman in our community, what rules are you having to break in order to step into that? Hmm. 
we're going to have to talk about difficult topics and including race and being a black woman obviously we contain multitudes we're you know all what yeah (laughs) um we can be weird goofy awkward black girl Issa Rae you know we don't have to be one way but I know people will have me painted in one way of course everyone is painted in certain ways but I know walking in you know, we already are carrying all this weight and often, you know, uh, like un, unpaid labor, um, like hidden labors of like holding, you know, communities together, holding uh, even like workplaces, like the sort of like, well, bring on a black woman and she'll just gonna fix it all. And it's like, yes, we will. And also like, we're a woman and we're supposed to, you know, do all the things, of course, like it's up to an individual, but there are pressures, societal pressures to show up in certain ways. And I'm afraid a little bit that I'm going to be painted a certain way that I'm this kind of black woman or I'm not, you know, she's not kin, she's skin folk, but not kin folk because I had a couple, I don't know. I've just had different experiences where people want to know, what are you? Like, that's been a question my whole life because I'm biracial. So I've been, of course, asked uh, growing up in this mostly white state, what are you? You know, are you Latina? My name's Bianca. (laughs) Thanks, mom. Uh, (laughs) I love my name, but um, ironically, it also means white in Italian. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bianca, like Blanco. Anywho, uh, (laughs) just being on the intersection of things, I guess I'm a little nervous, like being able to hold the world on my shoulders because I want to, to do the job well. And I also want to show up as a black woman. And I also like, I think have vulnerabilities terms of my own trauma and sense of self where I've hidden, I've tried to hide. I think we talked about that earlier, being small, make yourself small and putting myself out in front and my, you know, a survival tactic is to flee, but that's not going to be an (laughs) option. That's not going to be an option. And so how I can convey that, you know, like having dialogues is really important and doing it in a way where I don't feel like under under threat. (laughs) And I know that almost sounds selfish, but in a, I deserve to, think about my like mental health and well-being and knowing that a lot of well-intentioned people can get kind of like caught in the crosshairs of miss you know interpretation or maybe they I do make a mistake you know like we're not allowed to make mistakes us black women so (laughs) I don't know so Uh, it's so bad because your your anxiety about this part about being a black woman with a very visible profile with city cast, that anxiety is palpable. What do you need? And the, generally I ask this question towards the end of a conversation, but I kind of want to insert it here is what do you need from your community to remind you that you are held? That's very beautiful. Um, that's a very beautiful question. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's funny. It's hard to ask things of others. That's that sort of like fiercely independent side of me. But if I were to, I would say that I think in some of the, you know, anxieties, I guess that I shared, um, just 
of course, journalists and journalism and anything that you encounter, you should be, criti- you know, have your critical thinking cap on and consider the fact it's easier to destroy than it is to build. And we're building something here and we're building it for Madison, for the people in our community. We're all, everyone on my team loves the city and I love the city and you care about it. And you know, that there are good intentions. I just feel kind of rotten about how the world is going right now in our society and just like how fractured we are and how it's like red meat is everywhere. Like I just, I just, I'm a sensitive, I'm a sensitive creature. I'm really strong, right? I'm a protector. And also it sounds so corny, but I also feel like, and I'm not the first one to say it, but we've swung so far away from being like United, (laughs) United States. And it never was going to be a whole thing. We're never going to have the whole, I don't know, (laughs) maybe being someone who is on the borderline a lot of a lot, not of, uh, I guess, of a lot of identities. um, I wish that there was more civility. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you've been doing radio for a minute now. Mm -hmm. This is your first time hosting, but you've been in radio for a while. Mm -hmm. Why do you think radio and podcasting is a powerful medium to connect people? It goes right to the heart. Uh, The TV and film are great mediums for connecting people, but there's something about not having the image and just hearing the vocal our vocal tones, if you're just listening to the to someone's voice, that's very intimate. And then the next thought was actually something that the fantastic Lulu Miller, um, who is now a co-host of Radio Lab, she was one of the co-creators of Invisibility on NPR. She has a TED talk about the power of radio that has resonated with me, which is basically it can get rid of the visual differences between us like you don't get to judge someone about what their you know able status is like what they look like their skin color what their religion is what they any stereotypes that you have they they dissipate like you're just hearing the voice and unfortunately sometimes you i've heard black hosts say people say oh my gosh you're black i had no idea like i've heard multiple black hosts say that they heard that like listeners uh, on public radio, they would come up and say that. It's just like, what do you even say that? Uh, (laughs) But the point being is ideally like our lines of difference, there are fewer of them and you're paying, just paying attention to the message. Um, You're paying attention to the words. And I think there's a force to connect folks in podcasting um, through radio and podcasting that's unique. I love it. What are you excited about exploring for CityCast? So many things. I mean, Madison, I I mentioned, so I, I worked at, last time that I lived here, I worked at Notchbill, which is like a yummy dim sum Chinese pizza fusion restaurant. Tempest Oyster Bar, also like near the Capitol, on the Capitol uh, Merchant. 
I worked at Tammy Baldwin's office, which is also on the Capitol. I worked at Momoka, the art museum, right off of the Capitol at State. So I've t laughed and joked to myself. I feel like I could walk the downtown area like blindfolded and like walk home and I'd probably be able to make it. Um, like knowing the city really, really well in these certain areas, but there's so much more and there's so many stories that I'm just, I know that there are like makers and doers in all these corners that I don't know about. And just from being back too, there's been so much, so many new businesses. Uh, I was talking to a friend last night and I said, oh, I, was, I went to Robin Room and I went to Mint, Mint Mark over in Atwood. And then I went to, or I went up to Paradise and they're like, like at the end of the call, like Bianca, I literally don't know any of the places except for the paradise. <laughs> you what? Just Are you serious? Because they've been gone for like six years or something. And it's just like, these are newer places, but they're like, there are new, you know, like, I feel like a bunch of people I knew I'm finding out like, oh, you're now a business owner and you're doing this. And I, I just am excited to just like dig into, um, the industriousness of our DIY community. People are out there, they're making businesses, they're trying to affect change, uh, you know, and plans for the South Side, economic hubs for, you know, black and brown residents, the work that, you know, IWCA is doing. I don't know, I'm really inspired by a lot that I see in this city and I wanna dig into that. I also went to UW and I'm like a science geek. And so You're a science like, geek? I'm a science geek, like big time. Really? Uh, I love, How did I not know this? <laughs> I don't know because I love dancing and food oh, and like, right, so no right, one, right. I don't end up talking about where I'm, I'm out and about as much, but like, I love geology and like, like rocks and I love physics and like, we're like the UW, the UW Madison, UW Madison has like studying antimatter and dark matter and like the universe. And, um, you know, I just, it's just like booming research university and to be here like i'm excited to kind of capture and bring to light like all of this work that's happening like in our backyard that's awesome or in the middle of our yard <laughs> literally in the middle yeah. of our yard so you could live anywhere and you've lived a lot of different places if you could paint your own personal vision of Madison being a vibrant city, what would it look like? Yes. So I think that Madison actually has a lot of vibrancy already, which is pretty awesome. I would think I would never like criticize Madison's food scene because it's my favorite part of this town. But like if in my own world, if I were to like add to Madison, like from what I've experienced in other cities, I want more food. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but I want more Jamaican food. Like I love Jamaica. I want more Ethiopian food. I want I want every single nation in this world represented in Madison. And I want us to amp up the disco brunches i want vps shout out vps right? shout out yes i've been to some disco brunches um in my earlier life here and i just think there's joy we need joy um we need and like one of the things i didn't live in la but i spent i've visited a whole bunch and people skate 
they skate um like but of course they're on the boardwalk skating you know and they're in their cute outfits and they're doing <laughs> cool things they're like big ear knock you know our earrings are like door knocker earrings and afros i want that here so let's start that i want you know like block parties more often um i think that would make us you know juicy and vibrant juicy that's a word i wanted to use i know <laughs> and i totally forgot <laughs> i was just thinking about like juicy like let's start with food because that's where the sauce is like in the juice oh my god that's yeah. where the sauce is yes we that need more cajun be... sauces <laughs> that needs to be your personal tagline <laughs> <laughs> i love that Bianca, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so awesome. And of course. you are just, I don't know, just freaking amazing. Oh my God. Oh, would ya? Let's do this. Let's get all these disco bars up in here and get yes. our, our disco balls and our skates out and just have a ball. That was me, your host in conversation with Angela Russell creator and host of the Black Oxygen podcast. If you want to hear our full conversation, check out our show notes for a link. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Fun things! Umami Ramen and Dumpling Bar on Willie Street is reopening this spring. They closed during the pandemic while their owners focused on their other restaurant downtown. But now they're planning to reopen come mid-May and with a new chef. Umami, full disclosure, is where I first fell in love with ramen, so I'm personally shaken in these boots. And a great event to consider. This Thursday, March 2nd, there's an awesome free music set called She Case Showdown. It's at 7.30 p.m. at the Harmony Bar on Atwood. The aim is specifically to give time and stage space for our local lady performers in what can sometimes feel like a male-dominated music scene. So if that sounds cool to you, go check that out. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed this show, why not tell a disco bruncher about us? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, keep it groovy. You can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. <laughs>